The Power of Persistent Prayer. Next, on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Most of us are familiar with the term the power of prayer, but what about persistent prayer? Now that's a different story altogether. Hi there. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today we turn to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. We get a powerful description of persistent prayer, not just prayer, but prayer that presses in, prayer that won't give up, prayer that doesn't quit. That's the prayer we're called to. With more, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. I want to talk to you guys this afternoon about the power of persistent prayer. You know, prayer becomes a lifestyle. It's a way in which we do things. And for all of us as Christians, at some point in time in our lives... Um, We're going to have peaks and valleys, and we're going to need to rely on our prayer life, understand the value of our prayer life. And prayer isn't just something we do when we want something, but but it is something that we, it's a lifestyle. I don't know how else to say it. It's just we pray always and we learn how to pray, but then most importantly, we know how to be persistent in prayer when we know something is God's will and something that he's trying to forge in and through our lives. And so in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 on down to 8, Jesus begins to give, to give us some insight through his word on how he looks at people who pray persistently. And he gives it in a parable. It says in verse 1, that he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose what? Heart. Saying, there was in a city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet, somebody say yet. He says, yet, because this widow troubles me, she worries me, she's bothering me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Look at verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really, now watch this, he says, will he really find faith on the earth? Now, this baffled me because when I looked at this particular passage of Scripture and I looked at verse 1, it, it, something just jumped out that just blessed me. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. I looked at this particular word in the Greek for heart, and uh, it, <laughs> this is awesome. It, mean, it means to turn out to be a coward. To turn out to be a coward. 
to lose one's courage. In the New Testament, in the New Testament, generally to be faint-hearted or to faint or despond in view of trial or difficulty. In the sense of to be remiss or slothful in duty. I'm going to read that again. It means to turn out to be a coward, to lose one's courage. In the New Testament, generally to be faint-hearted, to faint or despond in view of trial or difficulty. In the sense of to be remiss or slothful in duty. I mean, this is awesome. I mean, think about it. Whatever it is that God's calling you to do, for every person in this room, there's a certain sense of courage that all of us have to have in regards to prayer if we're truly going to see God accomplish the task. Some things that God is asking you to do are so big that some of you haven't even communicated them yet. And it's amazing how God, based on his his passion, his desire, and then most importantly, his calling for your life. He'll ask you to do things. He'll put you involved in situations. He'll give you. But at the end of the day, what he's looking for all of us to have is, is courage when it comes to praying through things to their fulfillment. And I think sometimes we shrink back from this and we think that, you know, we kind of do drive-by prayers. But there's a difference when God really birth something in your spirit and you know and I hope people understand that you have a part to play in seeing it birth the way God wants it to be birth. And all of us have to learn in our personal lives for whatever it is that God is telling you to be courageous in prayer, to be valiant in prayer, to understand that there's a place in your heart where you can become faint-hearted if you're not watchful and stop praying through God's purpose for your life. But it, and, and I love this because in some cases, if you're not watchful, you can become a coward when it comes to prayer. That we, we allow fear to come upon us and we stop praying through things that we know and we sense that God is really, he really has for our life or he's purposed to fulfill in our lives. And so this is a possibility that individuals in their life, we see it here, can become faint hearted with their prayer life. And I'm not just talking about praying for you personally, but maybe you're praying for somebody else in their life. We can become faint-hearted in praying through our loved ones getting saved, our children coming to Christ. At some point in time, I watch people, they just give up, they just quit. Well, you know, God's got it, God will handle it. Not realizing in some cases, God wants you to pray it through until it breaks through, amen? And we have to learn not to be faint-hearted, not to be cowardly about our prayers, Not to lose our courage. Do you know when you start praying for people that need to be saved, that the devil, he's going to attack you in your mind. He's going to tell you it's not going to happen. He's going to send people to get you discouraged. He's going to try to hinder you from from continuing on to see something birth in somebody else's life. And for us, we cannot be cowards because there's a certain sense of warfare that's tied to birthing something and even seeing God perform something in somebody's life. That's about, that's interception, intercession. You're standing in the gap. And so there's going to be pressure. There's going to be onslaughts in your mind. The devil doesn't like it when you pray for family members that are not saved. He doesn't like it when you pray for individuals on your job, your coworkers. He doesn't like it. But at the end of the day, we can't be worried with what the enemy is doing. We have to be valiant. 
We have to be bold. We have to be courageous when it comes to fulfilling God's will through our life through prayer. And saints, Jesus Christ is putting his finger on this. He's given us insight into this. And I think whether people will acknowledge it or not, sometimes in life, whether it's praying for a loved one or whatever it is that God's doing in your life, we won't say it, but we lose heart or we become cowards. We stop fighting. We stop wrestling. We stop pushing back against the enemy. We stop believing for our kids. We won't say we stop believing, but we can. Sh- sh- <laughs> we clearly display that we stop believing when we stop praying. We clearly display that we stop believing when we stop praying. We don't have the courage to continue to, to go forth and pray for individuals until they break through or pray through a situation until it breaks through. In some cases, individuals just become even slothful, not realizing that as the saints of God, it is our duty. I mean, even for our country, you know that the Bible tells us that we ought to pray for our country. We need to pray for those who are in leadership, that we need to pray for those that are in authority. And sometimes we become slothful. We're not doing our job. And we look and we point the finger and we complain. And, oh, this is wrong in the White House. This is wrong in there. This is wrong. This is wrong. But then I believe sometimes God's asking me, well, have you, you lost your courage. You become slothful in duty. You stopped even praying about it. It's easier to sit back and complain about it than to pray about it. It's easy. Than to pray about it. Well, what happens is Jesus Christ is breaking something and really he's establishing something here. He says, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. It is possible to lose heart when it comes to prayer. So he's addressing this. He says, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in the city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she will worry me. I love this because what this tells me is that there's nothing that you can do in your life, especially in regards to prayer, that and I'll, I'll just say it like this. Sometimes we think our continual coming to God is a sign of weakness. When God, he appreciates our persistence. When God appreciates our persistence. I mean, just think about Hannah. She was persistent. God birthed something through her persistence. You, you look at Elijah, and he sees a cloud the size of a man's hand, and when he sees it, he doesn't stop. He gets persistent until he sees the fulfillment of what God had showed him he was getting ready to manifest. A lot of times we'll see a a little flicker of light, and we won't pray it through, but he was persistent to see it fully manifest. There's a place in our lives for this, and we've been taught in the church sometimes that if you persistently pray, pray, that means that you don't believe. But that's not what this scripture is saying, is it, saints? And I'm going to show you here as we go down. But what happens is for all of us, we've got to learn. Now watch this. Because of the courage that you have, 
Because of you understanding that it is a duty, what happens is it causes us to grind away in prayer. It causes us to fight in prayer. It causes us to war in prayer. It causes us to go forward in prayer. And saints understand that sometimes, listen, Daniel prayed that 21 days he didn't hear. 21 days he's crying and fasting and praying, not understanding. And God has to show him that your prayer has been heard, but he banged away. He prayed away. And for some of us in this room, you've been in this room, you've been waiting on stuff for five years. I want to tell you, don't lose heart. Don't give up your courage. Don't shrink back. Amen. Keep on believing God. Some of you in this room have been believing for people that aren't saved. When God, he wants us to continue to grind away. And as it, and as we do this, trust and understand that this is something God appreciates. It's something God appreciates. You know, I'd rather have God come, come to me and say, Son, would you stop praying? Than have to come to me and say, Son, why are you not praying? I'd rather have him say it. Because at the end of the day, God is looking for us to be persistent. Amen? He says in verse 5, And yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continued coming she worry me. Then, he, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Understand in verse 7, he says, and shall God not avenge his own elect? Remember, you have been elected. God called you. You didn't come to God. God came to you. He chose you, and you responded to his calling. Realize that God called you with purpose. He called you with destiny. He called you with an assignment in the earth. He called you with all the provision that you're going to need for the assignment. He called you knowing your hiccups, knowing your hang-ups, knowing your background, knowing all of the socioeconomic situation that you were in. He called you understanding all those things. And in the midst of this, Jesus is reminding us all, and shall God not avenge his own elect? But then he says this, who cry out day and night, though he bears long with them. So I know God called me. I know God chose me. I know God handpicked me. But at the end of the day, in response to understanding that, there has to be a place in our heart where we cry out to God, we pray to God, and we keep the flame burning in our relationship through prayer. Amen? This becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a way of living. It becomes something that we don't shrink back from and we lose our courage about. We say, God, I thank you that you called me, called me you chose me, but in response, I'm going to cry out to you day and night. And then I love this. It says, though he bears Along with them, understanding that while you're crying out for God, while you're praying about something, while you're trying to get an answer to prayer, realize that God is not just sitting out there in the great by and by, not understanding your situation. In some cases, him bearing with your situation, understanding your situation is a part of us. I love this. I don't want to just say it like this, saints. Some things... You can handle, but most everything, if you're wise, you'll get it handled through prayer. Can I have an amen? 
Because what happens for a lot of human beings is this. I'll make them get saved. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I can make it happen. But it takes wisdom and skill and patience and love knowing that God called you. He's elected you. He's established you. He's bearing with you. And prayer, you want God to be active through prayer to establish what he's establishing in your life. This is what we want. This is what we need. God bears long with us, but his bearing long with you in some cases is just a test to see if you're going to trust in your own abilities or in his. And then I love what Jesus says here. He says in verse 8, he says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, Will he really find faith on the earth? You know, our persistence is tied to our faith. And our faith is tied to our persistence. When Christ comes, will he really find persistence, which is a sign that we truly do have faith? Will he find courage or will he find individuals cowering back in the midst of adversity and things that are that are going on in their life. I think for all of us, this is something that God is putting his finger on. And I believe in our lives, we have to get this established. God, I refuse to become a coward or lose heart when it comes to prayer for whatever I'm praying about. Because at the end of the day, me praying persistently is a sign that I really do trust and believe God. Though, it, though you may get weary... Though sometimes we may get restless, though sometimes it, it can be, you know, there's a monotony associated with it. At the end of the day, God will avenge based on our persistence. And so for all of us here, we have to stop and ask ourselves, what kind of prayer life do I really have? Really? I mean, we know, we know we get up in the morning, we stare, but really what kind of prayer life? And is my prayer become a lifestyle that where I'm constantly, that I'm going before God based on what I feel like God is asking me to pray through. It would have been easy for Elijah just to see the man's hand and stop, but he prayed it through until he saw the manifestation. And some of us right now, we need the manifestation. We want the manifestation, but what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? What are we doing about it? Some of us, I believe, are right on the verge of seeing the manifestation. But what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? It takes persistence to walk with Christ. That means that we're going to have to take our will and come into agreement with God and push through until we break through in an area that we're looking for God to break through. And I'm not just talking about for stuff. Maybe it's in your own personal life in regards to your thinking, in regards to your lifestyle. In regards to relationships, in regards to family members, in regards to mindsets, in regards to your emotion. Some people in this room, you may be struggling with an addiction in this room. Are you going to pray it through until you break through? Some individuals in here may be, may be struggling with, you know, I don't know what it is. But saints, at some point in time, we got to stop saying, you know, that person's fault. If they would have did this, if that would have And we just, we pray it through until we get our breakthrough. Amen. This becomes a lifestyle. 
And the more that we do this, the more we're going to find our great judge avenging us, delivering us, and bringing us forth the way that he wants to bring us forth. But there's power when it comes to being persistent when it comes to prayer. You know, I'm looking at this passage of Scripture, and I'm going to share something with you guys. You know, your dreams in life are... I want to say this right, saints. Some of us have dreams and aspirations in life, and you have to understand what God, when, we, when God gives you a dream, it's, it's something that is um, like, like Joseph. It's something that is it's not materialized yet, but it exists for you. Think about what I'm saying. It hasn't materialized yet, but it, it, it exists for you. It exists for you. It exists for you. And sometimes the way it gets from one realm to your realm is simply a matter of persistent prayer. A lot of times we we complicate our relationship with God. And in some cases we blame, we can blame men for stopping what God has to do. But at the end of the day, if if God has decreed a thing, we receive the manifestation of the thing, just like he says, based on our persistence in prayer. I want to just share this with you. Because some of us in our lives, where you may feel like you're in a holding pattern or you feel like, but at the end of the day, prayer is what's going to cause something to be manifested in your life. And unfortunately, we haven't learned the value of being courageous and seeing it manifest. It's for you. It hasn't got to you. It's for you. It hasn't got to you. I want to do something that I haven't done here. I want to pray right now. And then we're going to start ministering over some people. Because I just feel an anointing right now. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, God, for the people that are in this room right now. That, Lord, they're on the verge in their personal life of seeing something birthed in and through them that is for them. But, God, through prayer, it needs to be established. And, Father, I just pray right now that, God, you would do something. That you would shift us and shift individuals in their prayer life. And you would cause a tenacity to come upon them. That you would cause a warrior spirit to come upon them. To pray through what you're seeking to establish in their lives. And Father, I pray right now that God, even the lion of the tribe of Judah, would begin to roar through the saints of God. To birth something in, through, in, in and through them by the power of your spirit. God, I believe people right now are sitting in that moment where they have the dream. But, Lord, it's closer to them than they would even imagine. But it's through persistent prayer. God, I pray that you would break off the church this cowardly spirit, this cowardice in prayer, and that, God, you will begin to release something that is dynamic within their spirit and cause just a tenacity to come upon them to to pray through things in their life. 
And I'm not just talking about stuff, Lord. I believe in this room, people are maybe struggling in areas in their personal life. And God, they need a breakthrough. And it's not another counseling session. It's not another this. It's not another conference. God, it's consistent and persistent prayer. Well, we thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. If you would like to contact us for a copy of today's program, we'd love to hear from you. Copies are available on CD by simply calling or writing to us. And if you would like to visit our website, we even stream our services live right there at thewellchurch.net. You can reach us toll-free at 800 374 9204. That's 800-374-9204. Or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And again, you can find out more about us at our website, as well as take advantage of resource materials available there, and stream our services live. Thewellchurch.net. Follow Napoleon Kaufman on Twitter at Twitter at Napoleon Kaufman. And again, our toll-free phone number is 800-374-9204. That's 800-374-9204. We do thank you for joining us today, and trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Kaufman.